bam, we're live. Just like that. Chase Ingram, Caleb Beaver, Bruce Wayne, Nate Dogg, Matt Reynolds, Tim Brown, the Eagle has landed, Dick Butter, anyone single looking to mingle. Hmm, <laughs> okay. Uh, tonight we have a show, and um, I was given homework on what to do to research it, and I'm still not sure exactly what the show is about. But uh, two of the articles that um, I was told to read were in the uh, morning chalk up. Sorry, Caleb, I didn't send you my notes. Was okay. One of them was, um, uh, I think one of them was like titled like five things you need to know about travel regarding the semifinals and the athletes. Something like that, yeah. And then, and that one was written by four people. Which is maybe why I didn't like that. No, 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 five people. Some guy named Patrick Blenner Hassett. Mm-hmm. It's like I, th- I bet you that dude's mom and dad. I bet you couldn't figure out whose last name to use, so they smushed them together. <laughs> I bet you he's a runner, long distance runner. Uh, Katie Gannon, uh, Joe Gannettin, Pillawa. Oh, another uh, and uh, and Patrick, Mr. Patrick Clark, who I sometimes see in the comments. Um. I wonder why an article like this takes four. I mean, maybe they all took a, <clears throat> like, like a continental continent. region. Yeah. Gotcha. And then the, and then the other article was, uh, regarding, um, semifinals. And I think how people, the athletes were seated in which semifinal they went to. And yeah. that was written by Brian friend. And then just to keep things interesting, I went over to, uh, What's the guy's name? I always forget his name with all the bats. Hiller. Yeah, I don't really forget. I just pretend to forget. And <laughs> um, Andrew Hiller. And I watched his video. Oh, look at this. There's an Andrew Pillar. Oh, oh shit. Did I not send Brian a fucking link? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you got Hi. the wrong guy to talk about this article. Oh fuck! Okay. No, sorry. Yeah. Shit. There's so many, so many links to send to people. Thank you, casual sender. Oh shit! I sent them Luke Parker's fucking email address. Not that. This. <laughs> that would. This would never happen on the uh, Get with the Programming podcast. Uh, they, they, this would never, this type of <laughs> that is not baggery. True. You should have, you should have my heard our last couple episodes, what we were talking about on the show. It was deplorable. Oh, thank God you're here, Brian. I was freaking out. Pretending like I knew what to talk about, about the games. See, I'm no longer the prettiest man on this podcast. You can't even see Luke Parker. He looks like it's so blocky. He looks like Atari from the seventies. <laughs> Maybe that's good for me. You can't block <laughs> out the prettiness. <laughs> How bad is your connection, Luke? It's terrible. Oh. <laughs> About as good as that mustache. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, oh it's hard goodness. for me to hear you guys. But, so bear with my connection. Um, where are you? Why would your connection be so bad? I'm out in the sticks right now. I am visiting home, visiting my brother right now for Easter, just for a few days. Going to see some cool. family. Okay. Yep. 
you had to you had to leave uh, the Mayhem Empire because of all the drama. <laughs> Do you live within a hundred miles of the exactly. gym, Mr. Parker? <laughs> you live within a hundred miles of the gym. Yeah, I live like Drop a, a couple pin. miles. Drop a pin right now on Map Quest. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, just sleep in a tent in the barn. <laughs> Do you ever run into Fakowski peeing off the deck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Fakowski's ghost. I knew it. And you, Hiller. Um. So so Hiller made this. Hiller made this uh, video. You know what's interesting about this video? All I thought of the whole time that I was watching it is you guys had a guy who was winning the open there and you guys didn't even know who he is. So there's a lot of fucking members there. Like some people were like, hey, wouldn't Rich know if these people train there or not? I'm like, dude, the, the guy who won the first three, two workouts in the open was demolishing. He had never even met the guy before. So it's like it, yep. it's deep there. It's There's depth, as Brian would say. There's depth or there's not depth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's tons of people. Ton, there is a ton of people that train at mayhem that do the, do open gym and are trying to be competitive. And there's definitely a ton of them that will, you know, catch our eye for sure. There's more depth at mayhem than there is in the women, entire women's division. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, true or false? False. Okay. <laughs> Savannah, I almost wore that shirt today. I don't oh. know why I wanted to. I, I, I wanted to wear one of my my shirts, but my wife's slipping. It's like she wants a divorce. Right. I, just, I can't find <laughs> them in my closet anymore. Uh, Brian, uh, thank you for pointing me at those articles, uh, the two articles from the um, uh, Morning Chalk Up today. One of them was uh, published by you. Um, it is behind a firewall. Could you pull it up anyway, Caleb, just so we can see the, the headline of it? Do you guys know each other, Brian? Have you ever met Luke Parker? I have. Yeah. And do you know Chase, Luke? I do. I haven't officially met Chase in yeah. person yet. I haven't had the yeah, pleasure to shake yet. your hand yet, but seen you around a ton for sure, obviously. <laughs> I'll shake your hand at Madison. That sounds great. <laughs> hey, thanks for doing this. I know you can only come on for a half hour, but it's fun. It's always fun having bringing a little star power onto the show. Get the number <laughs> get get the numbers up. <laughs> Hear from someone who actually works out for a living. Oh, I saw Nick Fowler's name. Yeah, I've actually been wanting to read that article. I haven't had a chance to yet today. Where is the article, Brian? Can you? Um, it's all the way the at the top. Oh, okay. the, spent what two weeks in Ukraine? Is that the one? Yeah. Oh. Okay. So in the previous show, we talked about what the seating is going to be like. How is the seeding going to go? And, and, we, and we threw out some ideas. And it sounds like from reading your article, Brian, that they actually did use that idea for the, for, the, for the first layer. They didn't go four or five or six or seven or eight athletes deep. But what they did is they separated all the best people in all the different uh, semifinals. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, uh, there are many people who have been curious of what, what is the uh, seating process for semifinals. And so part of the idea here was to take a look at what we could, because they haven't specifically communicated that to us. There's a couple of sentences in the rule book, like we talked about. So I just looked at, you know, after we saw the athletes get distributed, if there were any patterns we could discern. And the first obvious one was that they took the first, second, third, and fourth place finisher from quarterfinals 
and put them each in separate semifinals. There, there's a um, there's a quote from the uh, let's see. Um, That's tough. Listen to the, this is a quote. I got this quote from the Morning Chocolate, but I believe it's from the. Um, I believe they got it from the rule book. And it says CrossFit will seed and place the athletes in semifinals before invitations are sent. So that means that the athletes don't, don't have a choice. I guess there was a, um, a, a survey sent beforehand. Yeah, no, all that means is that they will, once that, when they send out the invitations, the invitations will be to a specific semifinal. Okay. But before then they did send out a survey just in case to help them with this placing. Well, this, as from my understanding, this uh, as uh, Fellner and Fikowski helped us out the other night, is that the survey only asked about any potential travelers. In travel. Okay. Yeah. So if you're able to travel. Um, do you know any individuals who got that, Luke? Yes, everybody in Mayhem. Okay. Okay. So, so they, so they send that out to you, and then after that, you get no more say in it. Is, is basically what it says because it's basically cross um, CrossFit will seed and place the athletes in a semifinal before the invitation is sent out. So that means that they already have it on there. And when you get the invitation, this is your, this is going to be your home. I can hardly take you serious with that hat on. I'm, and I'm sweating like a pig. Uh, <laughs> I just finished working out a little bit. CrossFit will make every effort. Like to- Elmer Fudd. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I see a webbit. I see a webbit. Um, uh, CrossFit will make every effort to ensure the seeding process will be fair and equitable. So I, I looked at these words, and they don't mean anything. There's nothing like Savan. Usually, I would leave this up to you to say something like this, but that sentence is in there to just to to check a box for the DEI council, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, what there's does no, that even there's mean? There's no depth to that statement. It's just in there. Yeah. I'm not sure why, why, what it means. I don't think Luke, anyone knows religi- what it means, and that's why everyone's asking what it means. Uh, Luke, you're a religious man. Is there anyone who can be fair and equitable besides God? Is that the job of any human being? That can be what? I couldn't hear you. So you got, <laughs> okay, you great, never mind. I don't even know what I'm The asking. answer would be no, I think. <laughs> Good, okay, great. So, so that sentence is in there, and we don't know what that means. We're looking for something like – Oh, yeah, um, fair – Fair, like they're going to place people with fair and equal. What does that mean? So we don't know. Then it says quarterfinal ranking distribution and geographical location of athletes will be primary determining factor. So we don't even know. Oh, and just for North America and Europe. Well, yeah, because there's only one semifinal in the other four continents. Okay. Makes That's sense. Irrelevant. Okay. So, so we would have to make the. Pre- Sweat's dripping on my glasses. We'd have, to, <laughs> we'd have to make the assumption then. Then what they're saying is, is that they'll place you to the one that's closest to you, based on your skill. I also want to say this: last year, if you won the quarterfinals, you got to decide where you went. Now that's gone too. Yeah. Well, oh, you Brian's had, you had an Brian's like, damn, Sevon did his homework. Brian's impressed. That's crazy because basically what I've learned from this following the open in the, in the quarterfinals this year is they don't really mean shit. They don't, I mean, like, like Sarah Sigmund's daughter said in her book, the open doesn't mean anything. And so at least there was that before. If you won, you got to choose where you were going to go and compete. And now, and now that's gone. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the, the overarching, you know, 
problem that most people have with the current system is that they don't know what the system is. And I don't think people would necessarily care that much. I mean, whatever they announce, if they change the format and they announce it, people will have their opinions for a day or two or whatever, but then no one's going to care because the system's announced and everyone knows what it is. And then they can prepare accordingly. But right now you're seating system, a seating system. Yeah. Yeah. But right, right now there's like, there's just no certainty because there's been no communication outside of what you just read, which is not very informative. So athletes are competing in the quarterfinals without really knowing if it means anything or not. That's true. What? And it's tough what? too because you got you got big time athletes who are kind of going through the not really going through the motions, but give one effort. Right? They don't repeat workouts and try to do their very absolute best. So they're kind of mm-hmm. just going through the motions for them. You know, you're talking top ten athletes in the world, right? And the seeding is based on their effort in the quarterfinal. Just what, it's tough. Why do we want to know, Brian? Why do we want them to be transparent? Why would it be nice? I th- uh, for a lot of the re- re- things that we're probably going to talk about throughout the show tonight is, um, you know, especially right now with the state of the world, like having the ability to prepare for something uh, ahead of time is is extremely valuable. And in the current system, there's a lot of things that make the that just keep extending the deadline of when certain athletes know wh- when and where they're competing. That is in, in, are in some cases going to make it really difficult either from a financial or logistical perspective for them to actually do that and do it well. Why not just, why not just make it so it's easiest for everyone? <laughs> everyone would have a different opinion about what that is. Well, 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 by that, I mean, basically let people choose, do something like how you pick your colleges when you apply to colleges in the UC system. You put the five places you want to go the most in that order. Why not just let the athletes do that? Why do we care if Katrin David's daughter goes and competes in Australia and Tia Toomey goes and competes at the Atlas Games? Like, seriously, why do we care? Why, why isn't the, this whole thing, this whole um, shit show ends up in Madison anyway? No, no, no. I, I don't think you have any sound reasoning here. Well, I, I, of course, of course not. But the world's in complete chaos. Why even? Why not just facilitate the easiest way for the athletes so that they can get to where they want to go to compete? And I know, I know the one thing we, well, we look, do have to look, be careful look. of is we don't want the twenty best athletes all in one region, so only five of them go. But they, but we, they'd right. have to sift through that as one of the criteria. Let's about, we had the same problem w- with regionals. The only difference was that everyone understood the system. If you live right. in this area, you compete in this in this region. It's true. So then athletes can make, the, yeah, make the decision yeah. to do that. That's a huge yeah. commitment. And if you yeah. want to do it, great. Yeah. But right now, there's not any chance to do anything because right. you don't understand what's what you're right. competing for or where you're competing. And if your performance in quarterfinals has any bearing on what happens in semifinals, or even if you do rank things, some people ranked uh, one through four and got four last year with no explanation as to why, despite doing really well in the quarterfinal. So it's just this huge question mark. Well, at that point, you just have to tr- you have to you have to trust them at, at that point, right? Trust I mean, too. It, HQ. Like at some point, like they have to put oh, something. Yeah. Like we want some transparency, and then and then we'll get and then we'll give some trust. Like I really, I, I think I care. Out of the four of us here, I care about the athletes the least. Like, fuck you. You want to do this, do it, get in, go through all the hoops and and get to the place. But in this circumstance, I would do anything I could to get them to to help them facilitate to get to the next step. I don't see any reason to complicate shit for them. 
I don't see why yeah. anyone would should have to cross any fucking border unless they unless you just have to because there's not a region. For example, let me let me go on and read this next thing. By the way, this is absolutely batshit crazy. I think this is morning chalk ups words. While Canada and the U.S. have some of the world's friendliest border policies, uh, I, excuse me, um, I've been to a hundred countries. I've been to Canada five times. The only time I didn't go to secondary was when I flew in in a fucking private jet and I didn't even have to have my passport stamped. The other times I went to, I went to um, secondary and it, um, how many years have you been in the Syrian army? I've not been in the Syrian army, sir. Oh, we know you've been in the Syrian army. <laughs> tell me Canada's friendly. Canada was the hardest country I've ever had to get into. Canada. I'd have a, I'd have a letter from CrossFit to allow me to get into the country. Yes. Yes. So did I. What, so did I. Yes. One time I had to have a letter. Yeah. I had to get it there while I was in secondary. It was, it was nuts, but they were nice enough to let me do that. They made me feel like they were doing me a huge favor. There's countries. I don't know what country it is. I don't know if it's Sweden or Switzerland or one of those countries I went to once and there's just nothing. You just fly there. You're like, I'm American. You're like, cool. You brought your visa. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, and, 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 and I don't, by the way, I'm not, anyone can say, hey, it's horrible traveling to the United States. I'm totally open to it. I, I almost got a body cavity search one time in, uh, in Miami. I'm I, like, I get it. <laughs> do you guys know the rules right now? Like, what do you have to have to travel to Canada? Do you have to be vaccinated? Yeah, take the show over, Luke. Yeah. Take the show over. Brian needs someone who's asking some questions. You need to be vaccinated. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I did hear um, there's a proven athlete that I heard is trying to get vaccinated like ASAP because they, they have to go to the Atlas Games. To me, that's Don't you need to have wild. two within 30 days? Like you can't go earlier than right? that? The like second shot? One, yeah. Or is it yeah. 21 days? I can't remember. No, there are certainly uh, a, a handful of athletes that have been seeded to the Atlas Games that are uh, that are not vaccinated or – um, are really concerned about being able to get there at the very least who uh, in some cases, you know, communicated that to CrossFit per the, per the survey and are, you know, curious about what happened and how they ended up there. Yeah. That's wow. Crazy. Well, that, wow. That's a problem. Brian, do we know if they're going to make any exceptions or changes? I do. I do not, but it's, uh, you know, honestly, it doesn't look, it doesn't look that way based on, the, you know, the way that people have signed up for um, the semifinals, the way that they've accepted their invitations, uh, all of the athletes that, you know, there's no athlete that belongs in one continent that is competing in another one. Okay. Uh, um, to, to go back to the positive part about this, and, and Brian mentions, in, mentions this in the article, at the Atlas Games, uh, we have Mallory O'Brien. She took first. At Syndicate, there's Alexis Raptus. She took second at the MAC. And you can see all this in the article that Brian wrote on Morning Chalk Up. Daniel Brandon, uh, third, is at the MAC. And Granite Games, Amanda Barnhart's at the fourth. Similar, it's for the men. You have Medeiros uh, split up from Noah Olson, split up from Chandler Smith, split up from Jeffrey Adler. And actually, you laid this out here really nice, Brian. Okay, thank and, 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 and then Brian goes on to write, the process seems to have stopped with the top four, and we can discern from that fact that the fifth-place male qualifier, Scott Pancheck and the eighth-place male qualifier, Griffin. Raleigh, like the city in North Carolina. Thank you, Raleigh. I knew I was going to say it wrong. Are both at the syndicate semifinal. Is Griffin Raleigh Thor? Is that mm-hmm. who yes. That? Yeah, okay. okay. Yes. Yeah, and he, had, and he did great in the, uh, in the quarterfinals. And Is so he I stronger just... than Luke Parker? Is he got a higher total than Luke Parker? That dude's strong. Depends. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. I remember. 
I remember my first <laughs> year during my first year during CrossFit, I saw him hit like a three hundred pound snatch. Jeez. He's yeah, no, yeah he throw some weight around. Yeah. And um, and Brian, you couldn't make any sense of this when when you saw this. You weren't like, oh, they, this is what they did. No, after the top, after aside from the top four, there didn't seem to be too much rhyme and reason, uh, except that every Canadian man other than Brent Fikowski is competing at the Atlas Games. <laughs> wow! And has, has any has Brent spoken up on that? I think not. He's been uh, preoccupied having a baby. That's right. Congratulations. Oh, wow. Yeah, congrats, congrats awesome. Brent. That is awesome. Wow. It's kind of wild, though, that he's going to grant it. Thor is definitely stronger at bench good, press though. with his butt off the bench. Oh, did he have his butt off the bench? Oh, wow. Holy cow. That's awesome. Say hi to, say hi to Evelyn. Evelyn. So happy to welcome this little girl into the world with my wife, Claire. Crazy. Welcome, cool. Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Look how small a baby is. <laughs> Dude, it's, babies. It's nuts how small like babies. Look at that. That, that car thing I've ever huge. held in my life. Right? <laughs> You're like, but don't want the it's neck like to get, you know, messed up. Flying mess. <laughs> that <laughs> thing's like going to grow into like sticks. a Fikowski. <laughs> uh, will Evelyn be at the CrossFit Games? Ooh. That's a good question. I mean, I, a better question is, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Delner yeah, brought his baby to likely. CrossFit Games early on, right? He brought his baby right Last away. Last year, yeah, yeah. Um, Brian, um, when these other these other continents, um, where they only have one, or these other regions, these other areas that only have one semifinal, is there any, are there any issues there? In terms of what? In terms of like, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing really for them to complain about, other than the fact. Well, there's nothing really that, that for them to claim about. That's just the way it is. It's like it would be yeah, like complaining well, yes. about the event being in Madison. Like, sorry, just it is. Yeah, that's that's one way to look at it for sure. I mean, of course, there's the fact last year that they did make a caveat for a dozen, half dozen to a dozen athletes who were unable to travel based on the state of travel last year. And, you know, there was always the potential that that could happen this year. There's still some areas that are very difficult to travel to and from. And, you know, it wouldn't have been unprecedented for CrossFit to get grant another exception this year given you know how difficult it is to travel, but uh, it appears they haven't done that. And so that's my point. Mm. If they, if they, if they, you're saying last year they did it for five people? Nine, I think. Nine? Why don't they do it for 30 this year? Like, it doesn't affect the competition, but once again, right? You know, but, but last, but yes, like, it does. It does? Oh, explain it to me. Oh, Tell me how. Automatically, well, if you stack an entire semifinal with people right. who are just going there for convenience. Right. Well, and what you're saying is, is then someone who might be the sixth fittest person in the world gets knocked out because they get stuffed in somewhere. Well, like that, that, that the could be Mac. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Courtney. Christine Colenbrander. Christine, that's it. Christine, thank you. Well, then there's got to be a way to deal with that. There's got to be a way to let them. Well, how, how packed are these things already? When, just from what you've seen of them. How packed? The Mac. Yeah. The like, Mac like, is loaded. Are there any of them where you're like, man, there's really there's some people here who might go to the games who don't deserve to go to the games? Have you seen that anywhere in any semifinals? Well, relative to some other fields. Oh, Chase, say it, say it. Yeah, well, we thought about that last year at the Grand <laughs> Games, and that turned out to not be the case. I don't so know. I feel like Grand Games pretty similar to last year, to be honest. Yeah, my Granite Games pumped out some pretty good athletes that performed well at the games, and we thought it was just going to be a joke region. 
especially on the women's side. Yeah, I mean, we obviously, you know, Ariel yeah. was a huge surprise last year. Last yeah, year, yeah, yeah, you know, she was a huge surprise, I think, for just about everyone, and and no one knew how good Mal and, and Emma could do. So mm-hmm. they ended up to be very relevant at the games, all finishing in the top sixteen, and we didn't. And and of course, Christy ended up making it from there as well through the last chance qualifier. So they had a quarter of the top sixteen come out of that semifinal. So sometimes it's a little deceiving at first, but there are certainly places where you look and you see, um, you know, that's twenty twenty one, right? Okay. Taylor, we got to go to 2022, right? No, no, that's what Chase was talking about. That's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brian, w- 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 do you have any like real concerns that like stuff that you see right now that you're like, man, that this needs to be addressed and needs to be fixed? I think that I think, or just red flags like what, Roman or or, or yeah, some of the things we see with China. No, that's a good example for sure. It's um, it's really. You know, I don't know what the communications were like this past week. I'm aware of several athletes that have been seated in a semifinal that it's going to be difficult or impossible for them to get to, but they accepted their invitation. So I, you know, so there's like, when I hear that they can't travel there for whatever the reason is, and I also see that they accepted the invitation, I'm really confused about why they would accept that if they can't travel there. But I don't have, you know, this is just, th- these are things that I'm hearing, um, but they make sense within the context of, travel and visas and uh, other you know documents that you need for you know to come and go from certain countries so there's nothing that's just sticking out and staring at us right now that we're like hey crossfit fucked up but we're just looking at just a bunch of red flags um yeah i mean i like i said there's people that are not vaccinated told CrossFit that they're not vaccinated and were seated in the atlas games and now they have a tough a tough situation in front of them uh, that I don't know if it's like Chase said, I don't know if you can get the required vaccinations in the amount of time, even if you wanted to, to get in there. Um, and I don't know what the process for potentially applying for a travel exemption or anything is, but from what I've seen on the website, that's not an option. Uh, and then there's, well, you know, I think going to South Korea is going to be an issue for some people. And I think that in particular, in the case of uh, some of the uh, Asian men that are legit games qualifiers, they might, they might not end up being at that competition. Like who? Like Roman? The guys that live in the U.S., then at least of which I think there are three relevant men. Well, Roman doesn't live in the U.S., but he's here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think anyone wants him to leave. Like, <laughs> it's been five years to get him here. Like, uh, I don't know. And then, I agree. Uh, I agree. The, the sentiment is there. If we send him away, he may not come back again. I, 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 yeah, I, that's I, a- I feel the sentiment. Yeah. And, it, you know, and it's uh, not not only with the problems that he's had personally getting here, but also obviously with what's going on with his country. It just seems like incredibly risky. And uh, Luke, not- have you heard anything? Does Roman plan on going back to Asia, to Korea to um, do the semifinal? Do you know? Um, where did he get selected to Asia? Yeah. Sorry, I haven't been in the conversation. It's okay. You can ask anything. Right? You're in it more than I am at all times, even with me trying to pay attention. This <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wing this shit. Uh, last I've heard from Roman, man, it's actually really cool. He actually lived with me for uh, a few weeks. But um, he is in Madison training, doing his thing. So I, don't, I have no idea. I haven't heard from him since. Hmm. Did he ever express, I know there was a language barrier, but did he ever express anything like, oh shit, like I can't go back or I have to stay here until after the games before I can go back to Russia or like I have a one-stop visa or did he express any concerns? He definitely got an extended visa, um, but I don't think he expressed any concerns that he can't go travel anywhere, but definitely not back to Russia. 
at least for right now. So, so like if he like if he went there, he could get held there and getting out again. It's 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 like a probably a one trip visa. Well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you can imagine. I mean, they're in a huge war right now. I mean, things are cr- nuts there right now. It's crazy. All right, fair enough. Are people just coming lack- from Russia still? I thought I thought in one of these articles that said people are still coming from Russia to the U.S. That there aren't any travel restrictions. Well, outside of needing a visa. Yeah, I don't know too much about that, but I do know okay. it's like cold, like cold war there. Like you have people fighting over sugar because no one's actually like shipping like supplies and stuff to their country. Like everyone's just kind of holding off from getting them anything. So it's just chaotic there right now. I saw some crazy footage coming out of China today too. People fighting for food. It was nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's that, or, or at least, at least, at least, it, it was supposed to be China. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Who, who knows, right, anymore? Yeah, with the internet, for sure. What was the other article? I have notes here. Um, about, about, let's talk about this thing about um, – can you help us with this at all, Luke? Let's talk about what happened about who, about the, that third team. What, what team are you on? What team are you on? <laughs> I wish I was on Mayhem Freedom, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's the one that has the Rich Froney guy on it? Yeah, that rich guy, man. Okay. I mean, everyone wants to be on that guy's team. Can't blame what him. What a bully. Um, yeah, I'm I'm doing uh, Mayhem Independence with Angelo, your okay. other co-host. Yes, yes, yes. When yeah. he's not here, you're feeling in for him. Yep, and, exactly. Um, and, 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 and that team's solid. Absolutely. Yeah, we're all, I mean, I think for me, and I'll just jump to the conclusion because I saw, I had a, a few of my friends send me um, the videos on the new Mayhem Justice team. Yeah, like, Andrew Hiller claims that he, he's just, he, there's two things I think he claims. I didn't in the video. watch it. Okay, there's two things I think he claims. One, I think he says he scoured your, the, the not yours, but the Mayhem Empire social media videos looking for this guy, evidence that this guy exists there. And then two, I think that there's tattletales um, and I'm not sure how I feel about them that in the midst that mayhem empire who say this person lives 400 miles away, not one, not within the 100 mile radius. Yeah. I don't know how all that works. I mean, like you said earlier, like talking about the guy, Charlie, who was like top 15, whatever 20 in the world. Yeah. Um, I don't like the guy who works in the gym. He doesn't even work out in the barn. Exactly. So I don't yeah. spend, <laughs> I don't He's like the dog that sleeps outside, but he hunts the best shit. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Exactly. So the whole Mayhem Justice team, like I'm not constantly with them and around them every day um, as far as like the times that they train because they have to work around their own schedules. But the girl that he's trying to talk about in that video, Jess, like I don't know much about Mayhem Justice's situation. I mean, they all live there. I mean, Jess has been in every morning that I'm in mayhem, like I just walk by her and say, hi, like they've, they've been working a lot together as a team doing warm workouts and stuff. Probably done more warm workouts than our team has, to be honest. I mean, it's pretty cool. Like mayhem's got like eight different worms, not more, but I don't, like I said, I don't know many more details than that. So I can't really answer anything else besides that. Cause I don't know much to be honest with you. Okay. So Saban, is, I think something go 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 ahead. There yeah, you won't forget cuz I won't no. forget. Okay. Um so there's a girl named Jess that you think is the one that they, that they're implying wasn't there and what you're right. saying is is that when you walk into the barn looking to ride Jicks, uh, uh Rich's nuts you often <laughs> <laughs> Crossfit like, hey, yeah. Hey girl, what's up? 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Shit. I want to get in line. How hard is it to ride Rich's nuts there? I heard it's hard. It's hard. I heard it's hard, but wow. I see you. I see you. Like I see you there, but I heard it's hard. I heard it's hard. That's why I'm surprised. <laughs> I was just wondering because some people were saying, "Why doesn't Rich know?" And I'm like, "I guarantee you, Rich isn't paying attention to any of that shit." There, exactly. Is there is there is there a mama hen who's in charge of all the teams or a daddy hen? No, and there should be, and that's the cool thing about mayhem. Like you have all these training camps, right? And a lot of them, you have your own individual coach. Like I came from training think tank. I had my own individual coach and paid that individual, right? And not to mention I had other people overseeing and helping. And Mayhem, like you're kind of put in a position where you're supposed to be a professional and coach yourself. And then there's mentors and people to help you and help guide you. But there's no like, like you said, mother hen or someone who's like overseeing everything and watching and like paying attention to all the little details. Like if you can't do that for yourself or your team, then that sucks. And that's just like, does your team have a captain? Yes. Uh, And so (laughs) (laughs) what? I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I'm looking, I mean, I'm looking at you, but I hear Brian's audio. Um, uh, And, uh, and and does that and so you guys some of those things are just a given right like like um mm. like you live within 100 miles you don't do steroids and you'll show up to Madison and you'll give your best effort like that's, there's just like some, like some things that are so no one's ever no one's ever followed you home <laughs> i'm just trying no. to figure out the legitimacy of like of the like like i I don't, no one's to, everyone's responsible for themselves, I guess is what you're saying. There is no, the team captain, your team captain isn't like, Hey Luke, I need to see your uh, electrical bill and make sure your name's on. Yeah. I mean, no, they see you there every day and it would seem impossible that you'd be driving from 130 miles away. We definitely like have conversations with everyone who's like, for example, like rich or Jake Locker, who's the um, actual programming director. And he definitely oversees a lot and helps He'll play the mother hen role a ton and he'll make sure like a lot of those rules are in line. But there's also like that piece, like I said, like, you know, we'll have conversations with each other in house about kind of like the rules and make sure we're good. But there's kind of like, you know, take it upon yourself, take the initiative and make sure you're staying on top of your stuff as far as the details go for competing and everything else. Is Jake Lockhart non-binary? Is he what? <laughs> okay. so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand what non-binary is. If anyone knows anyone who's non-binary, I need him as a guest on the show. I need to understand, like, I don't understand these things. Okay, go ahead. Well, when you said he's a mother hen, I thought maybe that he could be non-binary because it's like, that means you could be, anyway, I'm confused. Go ahead, no. Ryan, your turn, your turn. I think, he is a man. I think one of the things that's, uh, that people are, you know, curious about or asking questions about is why Seth Stovall has, has registered as an individual for semifinals. But what you have to, what has not been clearly communicated to the general public, as far as I know, but was communicated to some athletes this past week when they expressed concern about this, is they have to decide at this point in the season which route they're taking: semifinal individual, semifinal team, or semifinal age group. However, the semifinal teams have invites have not been sent out, and the quarterfinals age groups haven't even happened yet. So, in the case of an athlete like Seth Stovall, who qualified as an individual. He can register as an individual, and if his team gets an invite and he decides to go on the team, then they will rescind this and apply his, you know, 
money, I guess, to the team thing, and that will open up another spot for a potential backfiller for North American men. And that's the same reason why you saw athletes like Jen Ryan and Rebecca Voigt-Miller as some of the last ones to register for the individual semifinals because they were waiting to hear back from CrossFit about what would happen if they also qualified for the age group semifinals and wanted to then make that decision. But like I said earlier, the problem with that is now you're pushing into early May when those athletes will pretend, will, will be receiving their invites, have a couple of days to make a decision. After they make that decision, if they decide to go age group, then you have to backfill. And now you're potentially less than two weeks out from the first semifinal and trying to get people to a place that's hard. You know, they have to arrange travel and lodging and everything else in a very short amount of time, in addition to trying to, you know, being in competition shape. That's interesting. Take a moment of silence. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's good. Don't be sorry. This is fucking, it's a lot. But I think okay, that so, so that we I- don't know. We're not getting to the bottom of it tonight. We don't know. There's a guy, there's a guy there that, that Andrew Hiller is accused of like living too far away. But just because Seth registered for the individual semifinals doesn't mean that their team is not going to compete in semifinals. We, you know, we don't know what that situation yeah, is. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. That's just, yeah, that is interesting. Are you better than everyone on that team, Luke? Me? Are those teams in order? Yeah. Are those teams in order? Yes. There's the team Rich is on. There's the team Luke is on. And then there's the, the, the are, are you guys better than that third team? The Luke and Angelo team? You just confused me, but to answer is your it, question, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm confident that, yeah, for sure. Um, there, there's some good athletes. I mean, the, the guy amazing Mayhem Justice, Seth Stovall, he's super young, super raw. And he's gotten so much better since he, he's moved here and started Mayhem Athlete Programming. And then you have Ben, who's our Mayhem Media guy. He's been a videographer, and that's all it's his job. He's just super fit and does Mayhem Athlete. Since he moved here, you heard him. Since he moved here, he lives there. Yeah, since he that was moves. a while back. That was way before. That was like uh, before the games, twenty twenty one games. Yeah, yeah. Take that. Take that, people. <laughs> Yep. I think I think you I think you pretty much summed it up. Well, Savan, I gotta get running. I got really just gotta get to sleep. You, you, but you stayed eight thanks. minutes past. You stayed eight minutes longer than you said you would. That's true. <laughs> thanks for having me, Chase. Brian's pleasure. Yeah, man. Oh shit! Mute Chase. I didn't know Chase could talk. Oh, <laughs> I look Great forward to, to see you guys Luke. soon. Yeah, y'all too. Luke, yeah, you good man. Thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, thank you. Have a good night. I, I I'm I think I think Hiller fucking swinging a miss. I think we gotta. I think Hiller has to pull the video down. I think he's talking about a girl, not Seth. <laughs> he covered both bases. He said he saw that chick. That dude knows girls. That dude's like that dude's got like girl radar. That dude saw that girl and by the worm when he would walk in in the mornings. He'd say, "Hey, what's up, honey?" And then this other dude, he said, moved there before the games. That covers both those bases. Well, there's another girl on the team. You've you've covered three. Oh, okay. All right. Fine. Fine. No, the only other, two. The other, only the other two. woman uh, is a coach at Mayhem. Aniston. All right. Shit. Oh. Okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, Chase. All right. And Hiller didn't out her, right? He didn't give her name. No. Which I don't know what the point of doing that is. Of like, not giving her name? Well, if I mean, yeah, just cut through the bullshit. 
Just <laughs> fucking say who it is. And then Megan, we were like, it's not. Here she is. Like, I don't understand what's so hard about this. When you look at that photo, what do you see? I only see one thing. I see a lot of black shirts. What do you Dude. see, Brian? Um, Seth Stovall's left quad muscle. Yes. <laughs> Photoshop. Hashtag Photoshop. <laughs> that thing is nuts. That thing is absolutely nuts. Um, so basically we have nothing we need we need days to pass by and to and to hear more athletes speak out before we start knowing what's really going on. We're gonna hear like so so one of the things one of the things that Hiller said in the video is that um, uh, CrossFit said that the leaderboard was final and he showed, Hey, I've seen these three chain changes since they said it was final. And so they lied about that or, or, or lying might be too strong. My dad didn't like me using that word, but, but he shows the pictures and, and he's right. What we're going to see now is athletes probably complain and we might see some adjustments. It's a little too soon for us to chime in. Right. Com- complain, complain about what? what? Um, Hey, I, like I asked, I told you I can't go to the Atlas games. I'm not vaccinated. Hey, I told you I can't leave the country and go to Canada because I have a, a fucking Dewey here in the United States, you know, or what, whatever your reason is. And, and yet they've put those people over there. And, and I'm guessing that that's, I'm guessing that's happened in every region or Roman Krennikov. Hey, I can't, I, it's, it's not worth the risk to go to, uh, where is it? South Korea. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, like I mean, Roman has a legitimate gripe, or at least worry. From what I mean, from the things I've heard, he's not the only one, and there are some. There are some uh, people that have been, um, you know, living in the United States for a long time and have, you know, very specific rules associated with them being here. That if they leave, will make it harder and possible for them to come back. And I don't, you know, and I don't know, like you know, CrossFit's put these rules out, and like you said, uh, Savan. All the athletes that are participating, like they made a decision to play by the rules, so they shouldn't be surprised that this is what they're being ha- asked to do. But it is a situation that's, um, you know, potentially unmanageable for certain cases. Okay, Hiller says it's Jessica. Well, then figure it out. Oh, with that we didn't ask him about a Jessica, right? No, he just put it in the comments. He says it's. He's I know, about but we let Luke go, and 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 I didn't ask him about Jessica. Well, we didn't know who it was. You guys kept saying it was Seth. Yeah, that was sl- Luke Slick. I'm just saying, it's like, just n- if we want to find the answers, then you got to ask the questions. I, I know. Here's, we have no one to ask not- right now. Everyone's gone. It's just me, you, and Brian. I don't mean that. I mean, I just mean CrossFit. It's like, if there's, right. it's very and they simple. Probably they have, have, right? They do, right? Like, like yeah. CrossFit has a support staff that dedicates time to this. You'd be like, hey, I heard Jessica, whatever isn't a part of that look into it and then they should and then it's over well but you but we also alerted them and said you should look at these scores on a leaderboard and they said they would and they didn't and then they said we're not going to and the problem and the and the thing is they did look at the scores on the leaderboard for workout three and this is a direct parallel to what's potentially going to happen here there are a lot of teams around the world who are not who have one or more athletes that are not training at their facility regularly or do not live within the the parameters that they're supposed to live within. And I've heard about it in dozens of cases, but CrossFit's not monitoring. It's always been the problem and CrossFit's not monitoring those things. And so, because it's impossible to monitor uh, at the global level, but if you're going to be focused on the top of the leaderboard and you're going to be that scrutinizing of one athlete and one team that's in ninth place worldwide, when there's 50 other teams in the top 300 that are also violating that protocol, then it's inconsistent. And it's like, why do you have 
metrics in place, rules in place that you can't manage? That's what needs to be. That's the question that needs to be asked and answered. And in Hiller's defense, that's what he was driving in the video. No, I get that. I have no problem with the video. And I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not attacking you, Jason. I'm My only problem you. is just say it, and then you look at it, and then you find out if she has or hasn't. Like it's a very easy question to answer. Well, I think his point is is like big, like I don't big, mean him specifically in the video. I'm just saying right. to get the get to the bottom line is just right. like who is it? Dear CrossFit, this is it. Look into it. Um, I don't, I don't know this for a fact, but w- well, I, I do know this for a fact that athletes would report each other for doing, um, steroids. They'd be oh, like, Hey, so-and-so did steroids, so-and-so did steroids, so-and-so did steroids. And I don't remember if CrossFit then would act on that and send people out to drug test them, but it would be so easy if there was an accusation for CrossFit to say, Hey, they would do um, that. They would do that. Send someone out and test them. Okay. Dave did that shit all the time. Just send. Well, I knew he sent people out, but I didn't know if he did it. Like, if if you reported it was me, I didn't know if he would send it just to come get me, just because Chase told him I was on it. He I've would. seen him do something that petty. Okay, good. Which I'm was glad. fantastic. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> so, so in that regards, it should be super easy for someone from HQ and the, and the, for all we know, they have to contact this team and be like, send us all your electrical bills with your names on them. Yes, should be. That you would way. hope, right? Yeah, you would Show hope. Some, yeah. I mean, man, if they ask for my electrical bills, I don't even know. I I don't save those. You any anything anything <laughs> will do, but, but or whatever. And, like it's really easy yeah, to yeah. show you've been somewhere. It's really hard to fake it. And and Brian's right. Like, why don't you know what they could even do? They could just make ev- there could they could make every single person on the t- on the on the uh, semifinals do that. Hey, you have to give us. You have to. You have to send these things in a. There's. I mean, you could just drop it um, uh, th- through their website. You have to drop some proof that shows that you live here. You have to do this, this, and this, and and then and your team can go. And each and everyone on the team has to do that. It would be really so you easy. Have twenty four hours from re- when this email is sent to you. You have twenty four hours to prove it. Or or like, and then, it doesn't have to be that fast. I don't know. But but whatever. Yeah, it should be that fast. Yeah. If you ask me where I live, I will tell you. I could give you the proof in thirty minutes. Yeah, I but have, I don't know. I don't, some, I don't know if some nineteen-year-old kid who's only been living in Mayhem for six months can do that. Well, then you go to Rich. Yeah, right. It's his gym. Right. But once again, if they're going, you know that that should be communicated. These are the these are the rules. You have to be, abide by these things, and in order to advance in the season, you're going to have to prove. You now think that, this is a big problem, that, Brian? You really think it's as big as like we're giving uh, the show time time for? There's a bigger picture problem which is that mm. there's the whole season is appearing to be unmanageable right now. And as a result of that, ex- inconsistencies in the administration of s- movement standards, uh, specific things about where you, you know, how you'd be on a team and the judging or review process are being exposed this year more than they ever have before. So I would, I, I don't want to f- zoom in on the p- situation of Jessica from CrossFit independence. I want to zoom out and say, there's a, if there's a, this potentially happening a lot, then why is it a rule? And if, if you can't enforce the rule, then why do you have the rule? So you need to take a, I think you need to take a look and say, we're going to make a new rule or system that we're going to tell people about ahead of time that they know what they're going to have to do within. Cause then they can prepare for that. Like, like, uh, like Chase said, you know, great. There's a 19 year old kid. You want to be on our team? Well, we know that we're going to have to have these things in place. So let's get them in order now. And we can have someone like, uh, you know, uh, a team manager or a coach or whatever, a captain of the team that organizes those things is prepared to send them to CrossFit when CrossFit asks for them. 
Um, uh, Caleb, uh, on that note, will you bring up Hiller's um, uh, YouTube channel? Uh, uh, it's interesting you say that. Have you wa- have you been watching his content, Ryan? Some of it. Have you, have you watched it, Chase? Yes. Will you go, uh, will you go to um, just the videos in general? Just go to where it says videos and just look at the list. There, That one right there, that invalid quarterfinals compilation that has Annie and Noah there with 37 clips, that thing's gnarly. Yeah. And he's very gentle. He's not... That thing is, he could have made that thing clickbaity as fuck. That thing is gnarly. I, how, how does, how does HQ process that when they see that video? Does someone from there see that and be like, oh, fuck? I have no idea. I mean, there's major violations. There's violations from like fucking the who's who in CrossFit. Yes. I think the problem is is that we are we have a very high sensitivity to a lot of small, oh, somewhat good. meaningless issues because okay. of what has been transpiring over the last several months. And I've right. said this a few times. You mean even my, the last several years? You think we're just being assholes because like? No, I don't. I'm gets, not going to go that far. Okay. But it's okay. like, okay, yes, two years has led into the last few months, and it's been a lot of bad things back to back to back. And you know, kind of what Brian was saying is like, it all revolves around trust and there's not a lot of it right now. And like any relationship, if there's little trust and no communication, then you're going to have reactions like this and everybody's doing it. And it's because of the things that we've been dealing with for the last few months, but like this, this athlete thing from mayhem, like that's a big deal. If this is true, it's a big deal. And if it's not, then just it's really easy to come out and prove that. Right. And then we move on. Well, like in, in, in CrossFit's defense, I mean, we're jumping all the fuck over it before they've even had a chance to do shit about it. Right. But they also don't do enough up front. I think that sometimes they take too long to respond to things to mitigate those it, issues right yeah right and and a lot of times where it's like like i get it if you don't you, you don't want to go and like face the loud mob i understand that but at the same time as a company or like that's your job like you have to do things like that you can't have it both ways it's like a celebrity not wanting to have the paparazzi around it's like this is what you fucking wanted and it comes with the territory what if I, I wonder if when they when you sign up for a team athlete, what it looks like? What if what what are the what are the criteria? I, th- I think I, I I know it by heart now. It's you have to live within a hundred miles. You have to um, be an affiliate. You actually have to be an affiliate member. No, uh, of that. Uh, I think you so. just I, have to train there regularly. Like they even took the fifty percent rule out of the verbiage. I, Okay, for some reason I thought you had to be an affiliate member. But what if when you signed up to be a team, there was even these four boxes? Do you meet these criteria? And you check them, and there's like, and hey, if you, if you, if not, if 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 we find out you're lying, we're gonna take one of your testicles or one of your ovaries, depending <laughs> on, you know, whether internal or external. Um, where what, what will they take from the non-binary stuff? Huh? They're still there. It's just that's whatever the thing. You, I, you I, I call need yourself. to have. I'm like, pretty sure I'm non-binary. That's it's not I'm a bunch at. of Ken dolls running around. These are the things that are listed. It's in section 1.14 of the uh, rule book version number 13, which is the most up-to-date one. Athlete lives within 100 miles of the affiliate. Athletes are active members of the affiliate, and they specify that they've signed waivers 
have client management software, whiteboard pictures, social media posts, and that the athletes are regularly training at the affiliate, citing some of those other things again. So you actually have to be a member. Athletes are active members of the affiliate. But I mean, what does that mean? I, I think it means you pay dues or you That's, clean the bathroom. I have people that are members that don't pay dues, but they do other okay. shit. Well, then they would have to get They're just active. You're active. You're an active member. Well, like well, th that's more specific that I would say being an active member at least is a little bit more specific than they're going to place people in a fair and equitable manner. I feel like <laughs> that's one and the same. And I, Okay, fine. I'll give it to you. Fine. Fine. I think it's just as ambiguous. Like, but listen like, to this, Evan. If, is that a word? Like, that's ambiguous. If that's not, no, I like that ambiguous. Good. I was thinking ambiguity, and then I panicked halfway through and realized I was going to say it wrong. <laughs> Read the sentence after the three dots there, Savan. It starts with, if a request is made. Uh, if a request is made, CrossFit LLC will provide details as to when the documentation will be will need to be provided. If athletes cannot prove they meet the requirements stipulated by CrossFit LLC, the team and the individual athlete may be subject to disqualification. So they might get to stay, too. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, this is what it says. This is what this is what they're looking for. Yeah, thanks. Thank, thank you for bringing that up. And the thing, some of the things: uh, driver's license, cable bill, power bill, etc. I, I wonder if I can prove I live in my house. I've been here five years. I don't know if anything's in my name. Well, it, like I didn't have my address updated on my license for like years. Mine still isn't. They won't so like me. the address on my license at one time was like San Antonio, Texas, and I live in Dallas, which is like over 400 miles away. So that would be a bad example to give them. But that would be a bad example and, to give them, Chase. Yeah. There um, are easier the, ways to prove that you are a resident there. Right, right, right. I agree. Okay. Uh, there was, uh, going back to what Brian was saying about some of the things and, and what you were saying, Tr Chase, about the trust. We, we had the problem earlier with, um, are you supposed to jump over the bar with uh, one foot or two feet? And it looks like now this time with semifinals, it's gone back to two feet again. There was, uh, I, I'm learning all of this from Andrew Hiller's videos. There was some confusion with the, uh, uh, kilograms and pounds. They, mm. in, in two different places, they had posted different weights that didn't, that, that didn't uh, coincide with one another. Um, th those, those types of things are like crucial to, to trust and to the competition running successfully. People are using different weights. It's, I mean, they're like a pound off, but like right. the, the, the barbell kilogram stuff that's brought up, like that's always been the, the case. Like it's actually always been 20 K G and 15. They just write 45. Like, Nobody makes 45 pound barbells. They're all. Wow. Is that really true? If I go out and weigh my barbell, it's 44 pounds. Yes. Wow. I mean, some people do. I'm not saying that, no, but like but they're, they're all 20 K and 15 KG. Like that's, that's just what, that's what they are. It is. Chase yeah. wants to use some common sense here. But I, seven, I think what you're saying is this, like small things like this become bigger things when they just get stacked up back to back to back. Like, you know, and the mistakes have piled up this year. And now every single one is becoming a bigger deal than it would be in isolation. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, the semifinals fields are being set now and people are going to move forward and get excited about the, the upcoming five competitions. And I just hope that, that e even though the season continues to move forward, that CrossFit will 
look really carefully at the things that have happened this last month or two and hopefully make some really significant changes about how they manage those parts of the season next year. There's this line, me too, but it was supposed to be more professional without Dave. Uh, there's this line. I want to read this line to you and, and ask you guys. Um, I think this is from the Morning Chalkup article. It, it is. At the end of the day, it appears there is now an uneven playing field when it comes to competing at the CrossFit Games concerning two major issues. International travel in the pandemic landscape and vaccination status. And I don't understand... I don't understand that sentence. I don't understand why that makes it in an une- uneven playing field. Well, I don't, I don't know about the words uneven playing field, but it is kind of a notable thing that, you know, that the CrossFit games are hosted in the United States and that, that if you want to travel into the United States from another country, um, you're, you're supposed to be vaccinated. I'm sure that there are some, you know, some potential ways to get exemptions for that or whatever. But for the most part, if you want to be an athlete, that doesn't live in the U.S. and and wants to compete in the games, you have to be vaccinated. And if you live in the U.S., you don't. Um, And so that's the uneven playing field. If you live in the United States, you you, you get to choose whether you want to be vaccinated or not. If you, if you want to play, if you want to play in Madison. Yeah. But I I don't know what the words uneven playing field have to do with that, but that's, that is a distinction between United States athletes and international athletes. Right. Um, there's another one here, uh, and this is just me being, this is me just, I was going to say being petty or, or, or I could say actually caring. Um, it says, but any athlete from outside the U S is essentially required to be vaccinated to compete at the CrossFit games. This is from the morning chalk up article. And this is not because of CrossFit's requirements. How under, under federal law, any foreigner entering the U S must show proof of vaccination. Kyrie Irving, who plays for Brooklyn Nets and is not vaccinated, has caused a headache for both the NBA and Barclay Arena. No, Kyrie didn't cause the headache. Kyrie did not cause the headache. That's that's what you call biased reporting. He did not cause the headache. Without the policy, there would be no headache. The creator of the policy created the headache. There's also something in here about. I think. And, yeah, I think in the context of this article, what he was trying to say is, this. I know what he's trying to say. I know. This isn't, Sorry, yeah, well, go ahead. I'm not. This mad isn't you, an right? imposed uh, sanction by CrossFit. You know, this right. A, a rule for people traveling to the United States. Um. Once again, I would give every athlete who wanted to, to the best of my ability, without fucking up the competition. Um. The, the the chance to compete wherever they wanted, especially especially the top the t- the top guys. Uh, may, maybe you have some sort of especially. rule, I, be, because you because we don't want to but we don't want we don't want like uh, I think Chase was saying it we were talking about it earlier we don't want twenty guys who can go to the games all in one um, semifinal, but outside of that I really don't care where they compete. Tell me, Chase. Tell me. Do you guys realize? The regionals, which everybody looks back on with the fondest of memories, had a worse system of getting athletes to the CrossFit Games than this. Tell me. No, no. Tell me. Explain. Like you were just stuck in your region where you lived. That's why the Central East was a freaking buzzsaw. But my region, the South Central, is the only fucking reason I made the CrossFit Games to begin with because everybody sucked there. Right. But, but regionals really was way worse. 
Okay. So, so are you saying way worse or what? Yes. If you took another stance and you said, who gives a fuck? So what if 20 guys, if it's a fucking buzzsaw region, that's the way it was with the regionals. That's, we well, that's what that we way. said back in regionals days. And what I like what Brian was saying is because they just said that that's the deal. So if you don't like it, move. Right. Here, no. the problem is we don't know the seating, which again, the and less you can't information move we anymore. have. You can't move anymore. Well, you can, but it doesn't, it won't change. That's what I mean. Potentially won't change where you go, right? Unless but, you're on a team. It, 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 not potentially well, won't change. Too. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're from Russia, you're going to Asia no matter what. Yeah. Whereas before, if you were from Russia and you moved to Texas, you could I be. I mean, more, I guess, the North America and European regions or semifinals. But like regionals back in the day was way worse. You well, just had to go we, here. The, I think that the, uh, you know, I've tried to address this in the modern system, but it could have also been in regionals is that there was no reflection of competitive excellence that had anything to do with the qualification process. Mm-hmm. So in the regional era, it was just geographical. Right. And they said, you get this many, this many, this many, this many. And it was just known and it was set and it, and it didn't change year to year. There was a couple of years that they reconfigured regionals or whatever, but it never was, it didn't ever seem to be based on competition. So if the cent- you know, they did have that rule for the past champions, which opened up some spots in Central East, and they took it away. I'm glad they took it away. I hate that rule. <laughs> hey, um, well, well, who, but why? Who? But why? Did, but why did you hate the rule? Actually, oh, you don't deserve to go back just because you won once. The one thing, so the, so that's I can get behind. And that. it could only last for so long, right? That rule was like you couldn't do that for more than a decade. Then the master a, a quarter of your field. The master still no, it doesn't. Yeah, if you've ever won the masters, you can always compete there. Well, is that true? Yeah. Life hey, um, do you, do you really know um, still? Chase? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Chase, you know who else does that is um, the um, I interviewed um, uh, this morning uh, a guy who went to the Abu Dhabi combat championship trial. It's, that's like the biggest world event for Brazilian jiu-jitsu in the world. And they had the trials in Los Angeles. And there was this kid um, I had on the show today named Jay Rodriguez. He's Nicky Rodriguez's little brother. And he won seven out of seven matches by submission. But anyways, so I was asking him how many trials there are. And he said like four. And I said, oh, so when you get there, you only go against four guys. And he goes, no, there'll be 16. I go, where do the other 12 guys come from or whatever? And he said, they invite back past champions. So, and, and, and I know you could use the Dave Castro line. I don't give a fuck what other people do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy, but, um, but, but it is interesting. It, um, well, the one thing, the thing about, uh, did you hate champions? it? Sorry, Brian, hold that thought real quick. Did you hate it when Ben Smith and Hunter McIntyre were invited chase? Uh, well that year was fucked anyway. So. Your Honor, the witness is being hostile and refuses to answer the question. No, I didn't hate the Hunter McIntyre one. I didn't care for the Ben Smith one. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Write that down and get more in depth next time I have you on. Sorry, Brian, was, go ahead. It's nothing against Ben. And honestly, it was it – was, uh, I would have loved to have seen uh, – I actually would have loved to have seen Hunter be able to to take the test, you know. Yeah, uh, and see how he would have done over the course of it, you know, the minimum of six, but hopefully like ten to twelve workouts. Because, um, I, you know, it, it was an experiment that was like, like why do we even have it if you don't yeah. get to see him to you know follow? I actually love, I love the Hunter McIntyre invite, but I'm with Brian. I wish I could have seen him take the whole test. That would have been great. I didn't like his invite or Ben's invite, and I like both of them. The one thing I was going to say about the past champion is it was a a mechanic in the system that allowed for regions that were very deep to get an extra qualifying spot based on their performance. 
or this two is, extra ones or, or two extra ones. And I think that the, I think that there's a place, an opportunity to do something like that in this system too. And I've written about it and I'll continue to talk about it, but um, we'll, you know, we, we can see if we look at some of these semifinals that the number of spots available relative to the, the abilities of the athletes in that region mm. are disproportionate. And yeah, not a good point, but it, I mean, if different people kept winning, it'd be a bad rule. But since it's only been like one, it's pretty easy. Because again, after a decade, if they're inviting forty people to the CrossFit Games and ten different athletes just get a free pass, I'm not a fan of that. You know, I don't think that the past championship rule should be there. But I do think that uh, that there should be an opportunity for, let's just say, in the case of Tia, Kara, and Jamie, let's say that they mm -hmm. make the games this year and they all finish in the top ten that that's a good enough performance at the games. And there's statistics to back this up. that can say they can earn another spot for their continent next year. If you want to keep this same format, Oh, because otherwise you just oh. get, you just never are allowing for young potential to rise in those regions. I completely agree. In fact, I think the, the concept of the open participation dictating spots to the CrossFit games, I think is completely backwards. I think it should be performance at the CrossFit games dictate spots for the next year's CrossFit games. And that's and that's what I've been advocating for and writing about all the time. And uh, and the very like basic is, Oceania is never going to have the number of qualifiers as the United States, just from a population perspective. And what are you going to do if a million people from Asia sign up? Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's like okay, wow. so the Chinese, it'll be the Chinese games. That would be awesome. I would. I fucking hope that happens. <laughs> well, no, they just have a lot of people there. They're not right. getting yeah. first. Well, no, no but it doesn't matter if a million of them sign up, then they're going to get 50% of the games field. Then. Right. And I'm with you. I don't, I don't, I think there needs to be ish. having it only to open participation, I think is missing a key component of displaying what actually happens at the CrossFit games to I the exact point tie, that you're making. You can certainly tie open participation to something like number of semifinals hosted. You know, but even, uh, yeah. Yes. You bring up something really interesting. If let's say a million people signed up for the CrossFit Games for the Open, double the let's almost tripled as many as ever signed up. I wonder how they would handle that. <laughs> I mean, it that would change the system. I, I, I mean, I they think they'd have to the let more people. Page of the leaderboard, and everyone else can just put in whatever score they want. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, Rob Musey, the chief operating officer of brute strength. I'm reading this from the morning chalk article again, um, out of Florida said this, uh, this is the world we now live in and people best get accustomed to it. At the end of the day, we've been dealing with the pandemic long enough to know we need to do our due diligence before traveling. He said, yes, the COVID vaccine comes with a lot of emotion. I, I never knew it came with emotion, but, but I genuinely don't see it. Any different than any other mandatory vaccine you would need to enter a country. If you are not comfortable with the entrance requirements, you could ask HQ about another semifinal. But honestly, I don't think they are obligated to make the change. We are letting our athletes know of the requirements and doing our best to support them in any way possible. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're for sure not obligated, right? What do you want? To, what do you want to talk about here? I mean, I mean, they're private. They're privately. They're privately owned. They're for sure not obligated to make any changes. Okay. Oh well, yeah, they can make their own decisions. And, and this guy's saying that you know you can put in a request. Basically, we we have no idea what's going to happen. I guess is my point.
I think he what he's saying is if you want to, if you want to be a competitive athlete in this sport, even if you don't like it, you should probably get the vaccine. I think that's what he's saying. You do think that's what he's saying? So that's what it sounds like. Otherwise, you're yeah. going to have a headache and a hard time. And so I read it. Wow. Okay. I wasn't reading like that. Guys well, I mean, how much of a that goes along with like where people are living and people complaining about the schedule of the semifinals and quarterfinals is like if this is your number one priority, then make it. And you're going to have to make sacrifices to do that. And that includes something like this. Uh, David Taylor, uh, the guy who won the gold in the Olympics, so I had on a couple of days ago, he went to Tokyo. He didn't get the vaccine. They let him compete in the Olympics without the vaccine. And I, I, I know it's not CrossFit's fault. It's the United States of America. But I support any athlete who doesn't want to get the vaccine. I support any athlete who doesn't want to do that just to come over here and compete. That's fucking nuts, especially if you're a young man. I wouldn't fucking do that. Look but is that cro- CrossFit's? I mean, no, no, they have any influence no, on that? No, no. I'm just, I'm just responding to how uh, the what what Rob might be saying. Rob Moosey, the chief yeah. operating officer of Brute Strength. If he's saying that you have to take a forced injection from fucking who knows where in order to compete here and that you should just if you should do it i i i and i don't think you should i don't think it comes with emotion it comes with injecting something into your body you don't know what it is but you know the the one thing i can say here is if uh at least the rules about that are known so athletes can make that decision for themselves and if they're not vaccinated and they're choosing to compete in the in this sport then they know that there there's potential that they won't be able to because of those rules Right. And, 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 and once again, CrossFit's not requiring it to compete at the games. Right. So it's, it's not on them. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm curious how this is going to play out. I, I hope that uh, the best people end up getting to go and that it doesn't cause them a lot of fucking heartache and they don't have to fucking do things to compromise their, their values, their beliefs. Well, I think that's that? where the emotional part comes in. Oh, right, right. You mean in how I got a little emotional? No, I just mean like it's an emotional thing for some people, getting forced into it or not. Like that's an emotional decision. Uh, w- w- uh, what about this? What about this? I, n- now, I love this idea just because I'll do anything to make the Open more valuable. You, you just open need score- to cut down the percentage that goes to quarterfinals and you fix all your problems. Yeah, that's 100% right, especially if you look at the sign-up rate. I, w- I want to see the numbers of, of not just how many people signed up, but where they're coming from, from the leaderboard. You know, If you have 7,100 men that qualify in North America and 3,500 signed up for semifinals or quarterfinals, I want to know where on the leaderboard those are coming from if I'm CrossFit, and then I can zoom in and see. you know, Because the, the reason for keeping it open is that you can have the potential to make more money in the quarterfinals to make it to 10%, but realistically, you pr- it, it should be less than 10%. I think it should be like 3%. Yeah, somewhere in the 3 to 5, I think. Um, actually, I was, was going to do a show on this, Brian. On which? Uh, lowering the percentage qualification out of the open for the quarterfinals. Man, be- I thought you really liked the the quarterfinals, Brian, just because it gave it more uh, like people like you I like the quarterfinals, to, too. To get in. No, yeah. No, it definitely creates an uh, extra element of excitement for uh, a big demographic of people, but... If you moved it to three percent or five percent, like there's, it's just going to be a different group of people that are more concerned with with that cut line, and then you know people that are in the seven to ten percent, they'll say, "Damn, well, if I want to make it back there again, I got to get better." You know, it, I should find the average of the last qualifier in every semifinal and see what their open placing was. They're not going to back the last them, by qualifier the way. of every continent. 
semifinal. Yeah. Well, it's it's an interesting study anyway because you're going to find out that the like the last place male in North America did uh, about uh, ten thousand spots better than the last place guy in Africa. Wow, is it is that is that roughly accurate? I don't mean worldwide. Just uh, to, to kind of find a percentage, do you know what I mean? I, I see what you're saying. So, like, athlete okay. one twenty in the United States placed fifteen hundredth in the Open. In North in, America. In, in North America. Gotcha. Relative. So what's the percentage of that relative to the registered male athletes? And if it's like 2%, you're like, okay. You want to make it a semifinal, so you got to at least be in the top 2% of your open semifinal. Something like that. I'd be curious. But I think they should lower it. It's not. It's still not going to affect your top athletes. Like It'll still like not matter, but it'll definitely add, <clears throat> I don't know. It'd be harder to make quarterfinals and make quarterfinals that much more special of which I think there'd be more participation. I don't oh. know. I was just thinking about that today. So the fact you guys brought it up was look at, look at Aaron throwing a fucking 50 mile an hour, just ball, just right over the plate, <laughs> just straight in the strike zone. <laughs> oh my goodness. Aaron Patnoed. What is the root cause of the chaos this season? What is the common denominator? Results are not legit. Athletes traveling and so on. <laughs> I maybe was an American flag, but you're still talking about it, Mark. Um, uh, Sevon, don't get testy and push uh, Chase away. Hey, How's he going to push me away? That's that's Fent Brikowski. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Caleb, good job pushing away the camera goes. Uh, we all know what the common denominator is. There's been too much change over the last four years. I'll even go back to when Greg was here. There was just, there's been too much fucking change. And then you, and then you beheaded the two, the two most senior positions in the company and you got rid of those two dudes. And, and it's, it's a complete fucking shit show. And there's a fucking power vacuum there and no one knows what anyone else is doing. And you have the chain of command is all screwed up. There used to be a very strict chain of command. I'm sure Chase can speak to it as well as I can over at HQ, especially in the fucking games department. Organized as a mofo. Yeah. And even the greatest employees there now are struggling because it's a fucking, there's a power vacuum. It's a fucking mess. You cannot have a company. You, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to say this. I haven't phrased it like this before. If you fire the CEO of a company and you don't have a, if, if you move the, if you don't fire the CEO of a company, if let's say you, they did what you said, you moved them out to the board and you don't have a replacement ready. That is a huge problem. That just goes to show you there was something that pushed Mr. Um, uh, Eric Rosa out that had to be done immediately before there was a backup plan to fill it. Same thing with Dave. And and there there's stuff that we don't know, and and it's just a mess. There, there it's just it's just a mess. And and I and I think that's I think Aaron knows that, and that's why he was saying that we have a, we have a real real problem, leadership problem. Can't just get rid of two top people and not think there's going to be a giant massive power vacuum. He ran that shit for 15 years. He was pretty fucking hands on. I mean, you heard you heard uh, Chase uh, refer to him as petty. Yes. To every I mean that fucking with detail. all due respect. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. I take it as respectful. Yeah, this motherfucker was involved. And uh, yeah, wow. Look at every open announcement, travel to every single regional for a decade. Yeah. yeah. 
the guy. Um, do you guys have an opinion on on on, on what the root cause is? I mean, yeah, there's there's not enough. I mean, who's the CEO right now? I don't know. Right. There's someone on the board definitely point uh, pushing people around. Yeah, There's not that else. not yeah. that we but no need one we to know. know no that. one no one, like we don't know the guy's name or her name, but someone is pushing people around. Yeah, and maybe there is, but like the yeah, the thing is the, it, I've but said not this on this granular level. On this granular level, it's a complete shit show. Even if you don't have the leadership in place, is like we had it in the past. The the biggest problem, whether it's one person in charge or a board of people in charge, is that you have to have open communication with the people that you are in partnership with. It goes with friendships. It goes with my relationship with my wife and it goes with like my members in my gym and the people that I have under me as coaches. It's not about who is in charge, but more about is their communication lines open, whether or not it's from a singular person or a board of directors. But when you don't have that in place or you're not getting that, then we fill that empty void with usually negativity or skepticism mm. or assumptions. And it's a simple, I mean, it sounds like some type of like relationship therapy session, but communication is the number yeah, how one. How is it going? How are the thing. sessions going, Chase? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I try to white knuckle that shit just like your toxic male, like, like everybody does. Like, I don't need fucking therapy. <laughs> but just like anything, it comes down to communication. And the communication has been lacking or at, any, at, at the worst, poor. And when that happens, you lose trust. And when you lose trust, you react very sensitively to little things. And so all of these little things that are happening become big things because of the deterioration of the relationship that we've had because of bad communication. At least that's how I see it. Yeah. Brian, do you have two cents? 10 cents? Uh, I don't think I need to add anything to what you guys said. I'm pretty much on on the same wavelength there. As far as that question that was on the bottom about the backfills, um, yeah. for what I've already just uh, been tracking, there's two athletes who appear to be in backfill spots from uh, quarterfinals that have already accepted invites to the game. So I'm led to believe that there will be backfills. Oh, that's good. Because it's not usually something CrossFit's done a lot of backfilling, right? Last year they backfilled to you know until they filled every uh, every semifinal to third. Oh, good, awesome, wow! And Did I, Bailey Rail get a backfill? Yep, and then made it to the games, and then made it to the top twenty. What wow. was uh, Cody Anderson was like the last guy in from the open one year, wasn't he? And he went to the CrossFit Games that year. Maybe. How many times has he been to the games, Cody? Three. Mm. At most three. Man, he was a crowd favorite, wasn't he? When he would get out there, people would come unhinged. Cut my worst broadcasting call in the history of my career. Chase is right. Exactly three. Yeah. What did you say? You said he's not going to make the lift and he lifted it? <laughs> I said there's no way he's cleaning that last bar and that motherfucker did it twice <laughs> in my face. <laughs> twice. <laughs> was that in the, in, the, in the tennis stadium? No, that was the Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, in... in um, it, w- w- in um in it uh, Madison, it was the oh, burpee oh, okay. muscle up or the the muscle up clean ladder. Oh, okay, okay. And my co-host was like, "Oh, look out for Cody Anderson." I'm like, "There's no effing way he's doing that last bar." And he's like, <laughs> "Boom, boom." And the best part was his dad trolled the shit out of me on Instagram, making a, a video of that. It was so great. 
guy is such a good lifter. Had a hater tell me I couldn't hit 345. For me, three position clean today. So here it is. Bam. When is that? Is that that's that was nine weeks ago? (laughs) Go back to July. Which is like pretty much that's pretty much double body weight. 2017. Is he still what what how is he doing? Is he still is he participating in this in the sport still? I think he's just lifting weights. <laughs> no, I think he's I think he's actually planning to compete in um the in the Go Ruck games. He tore his really? meniscus. Oh. I had heard that he was planning to compete in it. He should have just gone to weightlifting, man. That dude's so strong for his body weight. Uh, the problem is anybody in his, in his in his weight class in like international competition lift like twice as much as he does. No shit. I mean, not twice as much. I'm over exaggerating, but, but a lot. His size and weight class, like he wouldn't have a chance. Not an in international competition. Clear is kind, unclear is unkind. Bring it back to simplicity. Great job, guys. Thanks, Aaron. All right, guys. Um, I think we turned over a bunch of stones. I think it'll be fun to see how this plays out. Um, any 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 last minute words you guys want to add? <laughs> Chase, what are you thinking about? <laughs> I was trying to think of something. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> uh, look, look, it's really obvious. Everyone, everyone who cares about the CrossFit game season can see that there's been a lot of problems uh, so far this year. Um, and like, honestly, I just. I really hope that the semifinals are a huge success because if those go really well and the competition, like the fields are competitive and we'll, we'll talk about those things in the weeks leading up to them, of course, but there's a lot of good athletes that have really, like good chances to either make it back to the games after not being there for a while or make it for the first time. And some veterans are going to have to fight to earn their way in. And uh, you know, almost every single one of these semifinals is going to be good. And I'm hopeful that that part of the season can kind of be the beginning of good things to come a good game season hopefully some changes in the off season that make the early part of the season more organized well run and just enjoyable for everyone and then hopefully that becomes a pattern going forward yeah sometimes the worst year creates the best one so i hope and this and this year's not better. over like it gets like the end of this year oh, i can't wait for semifinals i just want to get to semifinals please yeah. <laughs> Brian, if you were to if you leave us with which re, which semifinal you're concerned with, concerned there, with, me, meaning <laughs> meaning you think that there's not enough good guys in it. There's like there's some people should be dragged over to this one. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, so you can't you can't really have much influence on the um, minor continents. We only have one. Uh, I think that I think that maybe the in in Europe. Uh, the, both the lowlands men's and women's fields are a little stronger than the strength and depth. And I would say that in the U S the men's Atlas gaming field is stacked because it's got basically all the Canadians in it, of which there are many good ones. And, uh, and the granite games field is not super deep, but like the top eight guys are really, really tough. Um, in in uh, when I look at strength and depth here, the name that obviously that pops out at me is uh, Janikowski. Yeah, he's like this. Mm. He's you know while you have uh, yeah, and you have basically have Janikowski and BKG that are like just the perennial guys in uh, Europe, and they're in separate semifinals. But beyond that, I think that the the field in Lowlands is stronger than in, in strength and depth. 
I'll be there. Commentating? Lowlands, yeah. The best European uh, co-host at your side. Dude, Nads is the most intimidating person that I have ever worked with. Really? Oh my gosh. I loved it when we, uh, when I got a chance to call with him at a filthy one fifty. I mean, the dude speaks like seven different languages. Yes. He knows more about the judges and the like volunteers than the athletes. And he still knows a shitload about the athletes. But the problem was like, he'll speak in like their own dialect when he yes. says their names. But then he sounds like he's an American when he's, he's doing the actual call. I'm like, who are you? That's the part I always trip on. How is he? sound like an american i don't know why do all foreign singers sound like americans when they sing yeah but he's not singing <laughs> no but he's he's talking loudly he's just i don't know it's, it's amazing he yeah. is and it, it like it was the most intimidating thing because i called the meridian regional one year and i was like dude i cannot keep up with you he's like don't just it's like do you like it if we say your name and you know our, our accent i was like yeah i love it and he goes yeah so you have an American accent. Just say it. I'm like, all right. And I still screwed it up. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you very much. Everyone have a good night. Uh, Chase, thanks for coming on. Brian, thanks for coming on. My pleasure.